Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you all for tuning in. Just wanted to say one thing before I get into this USFL uh, off-season coverage episode. Um, I- I'm not going to lie, I can't speak for everyone. Um, but I love this show, I love this podcast, I love doing it. I really enjoy being able to talk about things that I find interesting and hopefully that are interesting to you as well. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie, I put a lot of thought and, and work into this podcast, man. I, I try and get an episode out damn near every day. Um, and shout out to Brandon, Logan, Caden, Brady, Ty, everyone for being a part of it since the beginning. And, you know, laying down some groundwork and, you know, helping the podcast get to where it is today. And we're going to only hopefully grow it. But we just really could use any kind of support. So give us a follow on all of our social media platforms at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads at Tea Time Reports. Um, follow, comment, like, whatever you want to do. Any kind of growth in that regard is really good right now and incredibly helpful for the podcast. And um, we may have, you know, maybe some some things in the works. Um, and Brandon will probably touch up on that, but he's been uh, putting some work in regarding sponsorship, uh, you know, paperwork and stuff. So hopefully we can get that going. Um, and get a bigger podcast and make a nicer production value to it as well. But uh, now that that's over, let's get into the USFL offseason coverage, why you are tuning into this episode, and why a lot of you even tune into this podcast. A lot has happened since uh, preseason started, and we have a preseason episode planned, don't worry. Preseason week one recap will be out um, probably Monday or Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. But I don't know if you guys remember, but Mr. Farms Jr. from the Maulers in 2022 that was on the Patriots practice squad last year actually looked really good for the Patriots in their first preseason game. Uh, Six total tackles and um, has been grinding uh, for the past two years in the Patriots squad. And whoever Bill Belichick picks up from the USFL, they seem to stick with the team as either a depth guy, practice squad guy, or an eventual potential starter. And he looked really solid. He lost weight. He looks really shifty and agile, has more power moves. I'm really excited about him and his play. Levi Bell, former Michigan Panthers player, great impressions off the first uh, preseason week. Um, plays for Seattle, obviously, the Seattle Seahawks, and made one hell of a play. Um, and and getting his name out there. He looks really good. He looks in form. Uh, I'm excited for what has to come for his journey. Uh, Khalil Davis, defensive tackle for the Stallions, three tackles for losses uh, for the uh, Texans. Um, really awesome to see that. He's really developing into his own kind of player for them, and they need all the help they can get down there in Houston, or technically from where I'm at, up there in Houston. Um, Jordan Ferguson, uh, former Memphis Showboat, edge rusher for Seattle now, had a hell of a first preseason game. I think he's really going to make an impact in the regular season. Keep an eye out for him. Signed to a really big deal for um, you know the spring league kind of guys. Uh, I think a two-year, three-year deal for like two point five million dollars, I believe. A little, maybe a little less. Um, and then all USFL Breland Speak, all USFL defensive tackle Breland Speaks got signed to the San Francisco 49ers. That's a huge signing for them. Former first-round draft pick for the NFL had one hell of a season. He was the sack leader in the USFL. Ian Rappaport got it wrong in his tweet. How are you actually making money? I don't know. Uh, simple Google search will do. He was a monster in the USFL and uh, really excited to see him on the 49ers when they have probably the best defense in the league, maybe second best behind the Eagles. Um, he's only going to get better there under Kyle Shanahan. 
And then another signing of the San Francisco 49ers is Nate Brooks, former uh, cornerback for the Birmingham Stallions. Really solid performances by him during the USFL uh, season, and he's only going to grow with the San Francisco 49ers, potentially a rotational piece or a depth guy, but uh, really good to see him get a call up as well. Um, the uh, uh, excuse me, New England Patriots signed running back of the uh, Birmingham Stallions, former running back of the Birmingham Stallions, C.J. Marable. Really awesome signing. He's a shifty, really reliable catch pat, uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. Honestly, I could see him starting some games. He is really quick, really fast, good ball handling skills, and honestly, really good ball can, uh, really good ball carrying vision, which can really determine how good you are in the NFL, you need to be able to read the gaps, and I think he's going to be able to do that perfectly because he does have the speed. He has that. Honestly, a small running back does have advantages going through a, you know a massive offensive line, and I really like what uh, Bill Belichick and the New Orleans uh, <laughs> New Orleans New England Patriots are doing with USFL talent as well. There's been a couple teams that are really picking up guys. Um, offensive tackle from the uh, New Jersey Generals, former offensive tackle for the New Jersey Generals. Vanderpool, uh, Micah Vanderpool signed with um, the New England Patriots as well. Really awesome to see more offensive tackle talent get moved up. Really rare to find big guys that can move like that in general. So they're going to bring guys in and just test them out. Put them on the practice squad for a season. See if they grow into anything useful. Maybe a guard to throw in in the regular season after injuries. But awesome to see for Micah Vanderpool. He did really good things uh, for the Generals for two seasons. Um, Moving forward here. I did just want to shout out a couple preseason performances up until this point and the date. Well, it's 11 at night here, but um, it will be the 13th in about an hour. But uh, as of 8 13, 2023, um, a couple big things. Oh, excuse me. One more signing that actually just occurred before I hit the record button. One of my favorite football players of all time, Frank Enda, linebacker for the Michigan Panthers for two seasons. Probably the best modern linebacker, modern USFL linebacker um, that we've seen, besides maybe Kayaba Tazino, who was also signed to the 49ers with Breland Speaks and stuff, and, and Nate Brooks. Um, but Frank Ginda was a special player to me because he was always around the ball, high motor, high effort, great worth at work, great work ethic, quick feet, but his strength is next to none. He is a guy that can lay you out. Um, but the Falcons signed him, and I'm so fucking happy they gave him a chance. He will not let any Falcons fans down. Anyone listening in Georgia, anyone listening in Atlanta, you have a dog in Frank Ginda there, and I hope he can maybe pull a Malcolm Rodriguez and start type shit. He's a little undersized, but he is a he's high intensity, high motor, great work ethic, and he will make a name for himself in the NFL. And I I hope that he can. I really do. Great signing for the Atlanta Falcons. But preseason USFL notations for the NFL. Let me reword that. NFL preseason notations for former USFL players like Maurice Alexander and his amazing punt return touchdown. It was exciting. He did a double spin move, broke three tackles, and took it all the way to the house. 90 yards. And he was doing that for the Philadelphia Stars in 2022. Toby Johnson, shout out to him on Twitter actual uh, New Jersey Generals football player. He was like, oh, this brings back nightmares, man. He did that to us twice a year uh, in 2022. Uh, And and that's just who Maurice Alexander is, man. He's a dog that's never out of the fight. And I really do believe he'll have more offensive implications and involvement this upcoming season because of our lackluster wide receiving room. 
I really am so happy that he was able to do this. Like, fuck, that was so awesome to see Maurice Alexander, former USFL Philadelphia star, on the Philadelphia Stars. Now, a Detroit Lion. And it's so awesome that he went from, you know, the Philadelphia Stars, which is, that's Caden's team in the USFL, to the Detroit Lions, which is my team and his team in the NFL. Uh, Just a wholesome story. I love Maurice Alexander, and I hope he does nothing but go, go up, you know? Another guy I wanted to talk about, Austin Watkins Jr., Sammy Watkins' cousin, by the way, didn't know that, legend in the USFL, but also making a name for himself, not even in the, not just the Hall of Fame game where he did get that nice slant route touchdown, but he had seven catches, I believe, for over 70 yards in the first half of this first preseason game. That is impressive. He is making a name for himself, wearing that number 80. I think he has the chance, I'm not even lying, to be their wide receiver. I'm not even kidding. He is balling out, making acrobatic catches, showing off his route running ability as well as his footwork. He looks like a starting wide receiver in the NFL. And I am so glad that he's able to do this for him personally, as well as just to show that spring football, especially the USFL, works. It works. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it anymore. We all know what... We all, we all know. We, all, we see it now. These, these players in the USFL are having so much implications and impact in the preseason so far. And it's just fantastic. They're showing that the, the developmental process in the spring football works. It really does. And one thing about Levi Bell. In his NFL preseason debut with the Seahawks, he ha- um, his PFF grades, 87.3 for defense grade, 56.5 run defense grade, 81.9 pass rush grade, 76.2 coverage grade, 72.3 tackle grade. That's really good for PFF. It's a guy out of the USFL, by the way. Legend. But shout out to Austin Watkins Jr. Shout out to Maurice Alexander. Shout out to Alex Magoo. I know he fumbled because he got creamed by Dominique Davis, former USFL player that he had to meet a couple of times down there in Bama, that's for sure. But Alex Magoo, his first play, he handed it off, touchdown. I think Sean Clifford does not need to play the second preseason game. We know what he we know what he can do. I want to see Alex Magoo start. Please let Alex Magoo start. Please. 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 Um, but Jordan Ferguson. <laughs> no, but seriously, Alex Magoo legitimately has a chance to, to, to make an impression for himself. And I really hope that in this next game we're able to see what he has. Because they didn't even give him a chance in this in this first preseason game. But Jordan Ferguson, I talked about him a little bit earlier, but he had a great sack uh, in his debut. And I really just want to notate that this guy will create problems in the regular season for opposing quarterbacks and offenses. I think they got him for a steal, especially at the position. And there's only nothing but upside for him, in my personal opinion. Really lengthy arms, good power moves, quick on the feet. Overall, just what you would want. He's a prototypical player in that position, a defensive end. I really think that he will ascend to that, hopefully. But I, 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 have high, I have high hopes for not only him, but Levi Bell on that Seattle Seahawks defense. And then league news. Big league news for the um, the USFL. Quarterback J.M.R. Smith, two-time champion for the Birmingham Stallions, re-signed with the team. He's going to be trying to go for that three-peat, and I am so excited that that is occurring. 
that is just awesome to see him going back to the team he had his initial success with. I know he had a couple workouts. They must have not gone his way, but in due time, brother. If you're out there listening, I already know you're going to come back with a vengeance, and you're going to destroy the competition in the South. You've been owning the South Division, the South Conference, for fucking two seasons now. Why not for a third, right? Um, does raise questions about will Kyle Slaughter pick up a new team? Will he go to a new club? Um... Who knows? Maybe he might back up JMR. That's a high-quality backup in the USFL for sure. Um, But the really good thing about that is that JMR Smith, one of the faces of this league, is back. So shout-out to him. Shout-out to Stallions Nation. You guys are lucky to have a quarterback like him. Um, Also, some other breaking news. A player that was drafted by the XFL actually declined and is opting into the USFL because, honestly, you see that more USFL players are going they're going to they're going to pass the total of 32 33 in the XFL signed. But even if they don't, all their players have had way more impact than any XFL player. Bigger contracts have been given out to USFL guys. It's a more professional league, it's more professionally sound, it's financially built better. The developmental process is better. It's not just an arcade game where they're just putting entertainment out on the field. They're actually trying to grow careers, grow players and develop coaches, GMs, Every, every position in the game, they're trying to grow and get maybe younger for this league, but so that these people can actually grow and have the knowledge with the league and make it better, and maybe even have an opportunity in the big league, the NFL. But I just think that's a really awesome thing that we're seeing. Some people realize, yeah, this is, the USFL is legit. But the USFL stars actually signed nose tackle Auzawa Alufai, and then offensive lineman Warren Erickson. So really good signing for them. Um, They need to bolster that O-line for sure. And then it's still technically Stevie Scott's birthday. He was signed to the Arizona Cardinals. Shout out to him, but happy birthday, my friend. And then some other news. We Yeah, no, Austin Watkins had six catches for 71 yards in two quarters. And then also Brandon Aubrey did uh, hit, eh, tongue-tied. Brandon Aubrey makes his first official field goal kick 29 yards in the NFL preseason. Really awesome to see him do that. But also, the Houston Texans are working out New Orleans Breakers wide receiver Jonathan Adams. Really awesome to see that. he The Breakers have not had one player signed to the NFL yet. So that's a little shocking because they have dogs on that squad. Sage Surratt, Jonathan Adams, Johnny Dixon. Shocking. But the Birmingham Stallions have had 14 players signed so far. The Michigan Panthers, with the addition of Frank Ginda, 7. Pittsburgh Maulers, Two, Memphis Showboats. Two, Philadelphia Stars. One, New Jersey Generals. One, Houston Gamblers. One, and then the Breakers with zero. So make sure you guys are checking out uh, McLuke Miller on Twitter. Luke Miller PFN. Check him out. He's always really awesome with keeping up to date on USFL information if you are interested in that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to see the USFL go into the third season and potentially have an opportunity to put out even more talent and acquire more talent because this is a draw. Players across the country are going to want to play here. Players in Canada are going to want to play in the USFL. They see the opportunity that these players that play in the USFL are getting. Million-dollar contracts. Being able to negotiate at the table. Trey Quinn, 970 k He negotiated almost $300,000 over the minimum. The league minimum, which is 750 k That's awesome. Daniel Helm, over a million dollar contract. The XFL is not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Like, no one's signing Kalen Balage. No one's signing Paxton Lynch. No, I'm sorry. Another thing about the Stallions thus far, the Stallions have sent 14 players to the NFL. That's 56% of their starters, 35% of their active roster, and 28% of their entire roster. The path to the NFL runs through Titletown, USA, Birmingham, Alabama. But that's really awesome, man. It really is. And really cool. Uh, Jay Sternberger played today. LaMichael Petway played today. LeBron Ray played today. Josh Peterson, Brandon Aubrey, Josh Butler, Deion Kane, and Matt Kasky all played today. Shout out to those guys. Really cool to see that. Um, I did want to look up real briefly. Um, Pittsburgh signed some guys re-signed some guys on their squad a couple days ago. They they actually did re-sign defensive tackle Terry Beckner. Really good re-signing for the club. Um, really good defensive tackle. He's a big guy, fast, strong, and he is the embodiment of this defense. But their free agency signings were uh, cornerback Keith Gibson, who's returning, running back Madre London, who's returning, safety Malcolm Elmore, who is returning, defensive tackle Will Miles, and defensive end this year player. All those guys are returning from the past two seasons. Really awesome to see some legacy guys um, coming in and staying with the league and staying with their team. Um, really awesome, and I love it. I think there's nothing better to see than loyalty sometimes. When you have that opportunity in the NFL, obviously you will take it 100%. But if you, you know, need another year or, you know, maybe, you know, I, maybe I can't get there and you're being real with yourself, you can play in the USFL and make a legacy and still enjoy the game you love and make decent money doing it. You're making good money. You're making more than most people playing a, playing a game. You know, what else can you ask for, especially in times like this? But genuinely, I think that it's a big deal that the USFL is actually being able to put talent into the NFL on high quality teams. And we're actually seeing the impact of these players already in preseason. And they're actually good impacts. Like, they may actually be able to start. We may see them start in regular season games. At least I hope so. That's the dream, obviously. And, and, and it, does, it speaks wonders to the USFL. And something I didn't touch up on too much in the last USFL episode was a bunch of USFL executives and, um, I, I guess, shot callers of the league, they... All were in L.A. last week. So potential expansion for Season 4 there, maybe. Maybe a relocation for a team, or maybe some kind of extra funding. Uh, Who knows? I love it. I love to see the activity from the USFL. I love to see the free agency signings for the clubs in the USFL. I love to see the overall activity. I mean, this is a very active league year-round with free agency signings, um, players getting signed to the NFL, league news, uh, rebrandings or uniform updates. It's a very thought out and really detailed league and I love it. And I don't think there's anyone out there that should hate it. <laughs> that's just facts. We're seeing what it's doing for these players and after all, that's all that matters. This is a league that can catapult talent into the right spot and into a spot where the talent is able to succeed no matter what position you play. Colby Wadman, a punter for the fucking Birmingham Stallions, got signed to the Washington Commanders. He's wearing number zero. He was the best punter in the league. But still, like every level of this game is getting, and this league is getting analyzed. And I don't want to say poached, but at least that we see, at least we see the USFL actually works. 
Like it's doing what it sought out to do, which was create more opportunities for coaches, players, refs, every level of the game that we all love and hold dear. But like I said, make sure everyone out there is tuning in to all of our social media accounts, especially Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok, at Tea Time Reports. We are very active about all of our USFL information on there. You know, signings, updates, league news, everything. You know, the whole spectrum of USFL is heavily covered, especially on Twitter. And make sure you're checking out the Instagram. We have a bunch of reels set up if you want to learn more about specific teams, specific leagues, or what we follow and cover mainly, definitely check out those reels. You can go through and learn whatever you need to learn. It's really awesome. Um, we're trying to make an interactive kind of interface, if that makes sense, with all of our platforms. That way you're able to easily access um, the, the podcast as well as kind of get a gist of what we know and what we talk about mainly. And not just mainly, but also in general. We'll do some of those episodes, a kind of a fresh um, episode of like maybe a different type of sport, maybe golf or something. And you know, we won't know too much about it, but we'll talk our way through it and create a real conversation based on authentic discussion. And I think that's uh, the key about podcasting. You have to be able to talk into the mic like you're talking to your friend, you know, and be honest with everyone out there listening and yourself, you know. But again, thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Tea Time and this episode of the USFL offseason coverage. Shout out to all the USFL, former USFL players that played in the preseason. Um, obviously, there's a couple more preseason games tomorrow, but still, shout out to all you guys one hell of a performance in the USFL to grant you where you are today. And there's still more to come. There's still a couple more weeks before the regular season takes way. So we're going to see more signings occur. I imagine a couple more, probably seven, eight more, maybe more, maybe 10. But, you know, they're not going to hit that 51 mark like they did in season one. But I do believe they'll get damn near close to it. But uh, definitely just overall great news for the USFL. It really is. The league has some legitimacy some notoriety and some spotlight on it that, you know, it didn't necessarily get after season one because it was still so fresh. But now that it's actually certified, gone through two seasons, pumped out enough talent, is now working with the uh, with the NFL, with scouting divisions like the Houston Gamblers are going to scout. They'll have four scouting teams that scout four NFL teams, and you know every USFL team has a, um, a scouting system where they're going to be scouting four uh, teams in their local area. Um, which is really awesome for players that are going to get waived, cut, uh, let go. Really awesome to see the talent continuously getting recycled as well as developed because, again, it's really all about player development. We want these guys to get better. We want them to be able to succeed. Might as well put them in the best position possible after doing enough research on the local area. If you're, say, the Houston Gamblers are looking for players, they're going to go to Dallas, Houston, uh, probably Jacksonville, and Atlanta. You know, they're going to check those places around them. And I just love that idea that it's kind of like going to be a locally based, like minor team. You know what I'm saying? I love that idea. And it's going to make the, the quality of play in the USFL better. And honestly, we may even see more talent in general, more players when it come to the USFL. So they're going to have to expand it within the next two, three years. And I, I just think that's great for the growth of the league. But I'll put, I'll put a cork in it. Sorry for talking y'all's ears off. This is Trevor, and this was our USFL coverage episode. Off-season. USFL off-season coverage episode. Really appreciate it for everyone tuning in. Take care.